0: I realized the time y'all might get out early. Hey, here it is. I was discouraged when no answer came. See, I'd prayed for years and I still saw no change. I was ready to give up on my wish coming true. But when I prayed that last time, his power broke through. And prayer is just as big as God is. Prayer is just as strong as God is strong. Prayer can reach as far as God can reach. Don't ever give up. Just pray. (coughs) We have been given a means to the throne of the one whose potential is yet to be known. There is no limit as to what God can do. So just keep on praying. He's listening to you. And prayer is just as big as God is. Prayer is just as strong as God is strong. Prayer can reach as far as God can reach. Don't ever give up, just pray. We need to hear that one again. Y'all might can line that up and sing it here in the real near future. Y'all remember that song, don't you? We've sung it here, and uh, it's a great song. Would you open your precious Bible tonight to the book of 1 Samuel? 1 Samuel. And uh, we're going to look in uh, chapter number 12 tonight. I appreciate all of you being here. Brother Eddie, is it uh, wild over there tonight? It's wild tonight. But it's Good. 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 Brother Jim, of course, had to get some Brother uh, Eddie's helping us over there uh, while Brother Jim's out. And First uh, Samuel chapter number 12. Am I on, Brother Chris? All right. And I want to also thank all of you being here, but I also want to thank all of our folks watching and joining us online. Uh, we appreciate you being on. And uh, I'm always amazed of uh, where folks are watching from in uh, different states, even different countries, different parts of, uh, of America. We've got some in the southwest, some out west, uh, some uh, in the southeast, and uh, we've got some in West Virginia. I don't know if you can get there from here, but uh, we've got folks watching all over and appreciate that. i seen someone the other day was watching in New York, and uh, interesting. And so I'll tell you right now, I believe the Yankees what we, the Yankees need what we got. Don't you believe that? Believe that. Is everybody alive? Amen. How many of you glad you saved? Amen. Well, look, I know not everything's like we want it, but we're, if we're saved, we're going to make it. I can promise you that. And so let's look to him. I want to encourage you tonight, and I want to just simply preach on this, this thought tonight. Pray one for another. Pray one for another. Uh, we're going to look at that command, but I want to read uh, really a prayer thought in the Old Testament, then I want to go to the New Testament and I want to read in the New Testament. We're going to look in the book of James. So I tell you what, just for the sake of time, if you want to go ahead and, and just uh, stick your finger or put something over there in James chapter 5, we're going to finish up there, uh, but we're going to start reading in 1 Samuel. I want to give you two different portions of scripture in the Old and the New Testament when we're talking about prayer. 1 Samuel chapter 12, verse number 20 Um Actually, let's look at verse 19. And all the people said unto Samuel, Pray for thy servants unto the Lord thy God, that we die not, for we have added unto all of our sins this evil to ask us a king. And Samuel said unto the people, Fear not, ye have done all this wickedness, yet turn not aside from following the Lord, but serve the Lord with all your heart. And turn you not aside, for then should you go after vain things, which cannot profit nor deliver, for they are vain. For the Lord will not forsake his people. Boy, I love that. Y'all like that? For his great namesake. Now let me just stop for a minute because this is a great teaching time, a great teaching thing here. The Lord is, even though his people had done wickedness, even his people had turned their back against him. The Lord tells them here through Samuel, he said, look, I'm never going to forsake you. And that's a great promise because they really are living the kind of life where most people would forsake them. But God loved them anyway. So by the way, the same God that loved them loves us. And I want you to notice, I wish I could say, well, he'll never forsake us because of me. No, there's a greater reason he'll never forsake us. Notice what the Bible says in verse 22. For the Lord will not forsake his people. Why? For his great namesake. Think of that. Now he loves us, no doubt about it. But even on top of that, he says, look, he'll never forsake you, his people, because for his great namesake. That's a good motive. Notice this. Because it hath pleased the Lord, I love this, to make you his people. Now, I don't understand that because I'm going to be honest with you. I can sit here and talk about these Jewish people because I wasn't there. But they were pretty, uh, they complained quite a bit. They griped quite a bit. They were ungrateful. They were unthankful people, weren't they? We find all that recorded in the word of God. But God still said, I take pleasure in you being my people. And that amazes me because they weren't very lovely people most of the time. Before we're too hard on the Jewish people By the way we're his people too And I'm amazed I'm not always lovable And I whine a lot of times And so do you And you don't understand things all the time Just like me And sometimes we just don't understand Why God's not doing what we think God can do But yet he says He's thankful and he's pleased That I'm one of his That that baffles me Verse 23 Here's the text Moreover, as for me, God forbid that I should, notice this next word, sin against the Lord for doing what? In ceasing to pray for you. Did you ever think not praying for people's a sin? Well, you just found out it is. When we don't pray, look what Samuel says. Moreover, as for me, and by the way, he understands the context of them. These people are not real easy people to pray for right now. They just forsook the Lord. They're asking for a king and the Lord really told them, you don't need a king if you'd have followed me. But he gave them the desires of their heart. By the way, their first king was was a real train wreck. And they picked him because he was... He looked like a king, he was tall, he was handsome, he was strong, he was taller than any other man. He just looked like a king, but we realize Saul was a horrible king. But God gave them the desires of their heart, but he really wanted them just to follow him. But he gave them the desires of his heart. And so now Samuel's saying to them, he said, look, don't let me, I don't want to sin for not praying for you. In other words, he's saying, you've been hard to pray for. Let me ask you, Oh, pastor, that's not fair. Well, how many of you lately have prayed for somebody that don't like you? How many of you have been able to just to jump in your prayer closet or your prayer time and you think of the person that aggravates you the most and you spend the most time praying for that person? How about if someone's hurt you on purpose or not on purpose? What if someone is an enemy of yours? The Bible says we're to even pray for our enemies. So my question here is, when he says, "Moreover, that I should not sin why for not praying for you," so that takes away our excuse that, "Well, I'm just not going to pray for so and so because they don't deserve my prayer." None of us deserve prayer. But notice what Samuel said here: "Moreover, as for me, God forbid that I should sin against the Lord in ceasing to pray for you, but I will teach you the good and the right." Way. Only fear the Lord and serve Him in truth with all your heart, for consider how great things He hath done for you. But if ye shall still do wickedly, ye shall be consumed, both ye and your king. And we know He kept His promise. The king was consumed. Now, the key there was Moreover, as for me, God forbid that I should sin against thee in ceasing to pray for you. The message is pray one for another. Samuel just said, I don't want to sin for ceasing to pray for you. Now look over in James chapter 5 and let's look at the ending of this passage of scripture as James is closing out this epistle. And remember, James is one of the first martyrs to die for the cause of Christ. Verse 16, as he's giving these closing remarks, as he's closing out. By the way, normally when someone closes out a letter, the last words are the most important words because when you end with something, that's what you want people to remember. Notice verse 16. Confess your faults one to another. Here it is. And pray one for another that you may be healed. And then I love this verse. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. You know what that means? Prayer works. The fervent prayer of a righteous man, it availeth much. In other words, it availeth means it gets the job done. It works. So why should we not pray for one another? Now, this is a very practical message. I, you could preach this message. You need to preach this message. And as I'm preaching this message, I want you to preach a message to you. And I want you to think of some points that just like I have tonight. And you can sit down and we're talking about praying for one another. And so let's just talk about some things tonight that we need to be praying for. Now, I'm mainly going to be dealing collectively as a church, but you might have some personal things that you need to be praying for. There might be somebody personally that you know that I don't know or we don't know, and you need to be fervently praying for those people. But as the text says, we should pray for one another. So I'm mainly going to give you thoughts tonight Very practical thoughts to really stir our minds to prayer and our hearts to prayer that we will pray. And I'm going to give you some things to pray about. But again, those don't trump the things that God puts on your heart and mind. The whole reason this message tonight is we've got to get to praying for one another. We've got to be a praying people. There's so many things today we cannot fix. Can't do it. Now we have a lot of opportunity to to change things and to fix things, but there's a lot of things that's out of our control and God says for us to pray. Don't ever give up, pray. We need to be praying for one another. We need to be praying as a church. So I'm giving you some prayer thoughts tonight as a collective, as a church family. Number one, here's the first one. I've just wrote these down. That our church will continue to make Christ known. I want you to pray about that. That our church will continue to make Christ known. Now listen to me. There's a lot of churches and a lot of things. And by the way, we could at the same time. There's a lot of good businesses out there. There's a lot of good movements out there. And as a church, our main goal is to get people to know the Savior, Jesus Christ. We have to get people to know who Christ is. We've got to make Him known. For instance, when I went and preached at that funeral the other day. I told Miss Gloria this yesterday. I said, Miss Gloria, the very fact... I've been here 13 years, and I've been to a lot of funerals. I have never been to a funeral with that many people at it. I mean, the church over there was packed. And I said, what a testimony to Brother Tim and to you and to your family. People loved you. Obviously, he made an impact. And look, I I said a few things about Brother Tim... But look, Brother Tim preached his funeral with his life. What is a time of funeral for? It's to make Christ known. It was an opportunity to give people that would never darken the door of a church That would normally come on a Sunday, but they came because they loved someone. They came and they got to hear the gospel. And not only did I preach the gospel, Brother Alan Johnson gave the gospel. And that's what we ought to be praying, that we are continuing to make Christ known. Every Sunday school teacher, you ought to be making Christ known. Every Wednesday night worker and teacher over there tonight needs to make Christ known. That needs to be our goal. I'm for good things. I'm for helping people. I'm for feeding people. I'm for giving things. Look, we helped some people out this week with love offerings. and, And we've given some out of the Benevolence Fund. And by the way, we should do, but that's not the main goal of the church. The main goal of the church is to make Christ known. Will you pray with me that we continue to make Christ known? He's who people need. We've got to pray that Christ is known in our church, through our ministries, through our bus ministry, through everything that's done here. People need to know the Lord. By the way, it's okay that they know me. When that lady said to me the other day, she said, hey, what church do you pastor? I said, I'm Pastor Tony Baptist Church. She said, well, we thought the message and everything was great at the service. And she said, we'd love to come to church. I'd love for you to come. But one thing that encouraged me about that at the church, at the funeral, I just gave the gospel because I didn't have anything else to give. I just told him about Jesus because I knew at that funeral, the greatest need people have is Jesus Christ. So I'm you to ask. Acts 1.8 says this. "Ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and into the uttermost parts of the earth. I mean, we want Christ to be known. If you go over here in the hall, you'll see all of our missionaries. We need to pray for each one of them. Why? That they might make Christ known wherever they are. They're not there just to make, build houses and to feed people. Again, all of that is involved in that. But the greatest reason we can feed the whole world and then die and go to hell. People have to know Christ. And so that should be a a, a prayer goal of ours and every member. And I'm going to ask you if you haven't been praying that, put that in your prayer when it comes because we're praying one for another that we collectively will make Christ known. That's who people need. Our church will continue to make Christ known. Now, here's a second one. Now, this is coming from a pastor's heart, but I hope you understand this and you desire this. I'm praying that the Lord will help us reach entire families. Entire families. You say, Pastor, why in, so- in, in 2 Peter verse 3, or chapter 3, verse 9, the Lord is not willing that any should perish, but that they shall all come to repentance. And I want you to know, we need to pray for the lost. We need to pray for families. We need to pray for these little precious children that we bring on the bus. Do you know what would change their home more than anything else? What would change their home? Yes, they have an opportunity once they get saved. But you know what would really change their home? If dad and mom got it. Listen to me now, if dad and mom got it, here you got a whole family, and I'm telling you right now, if dad will get it, the whole family gets it. Normally, that's how it works. When mom and dad get interested in things, when mom and dad gets involved in things, normally that comes along with the children. Now, I know things are a little different today. We're living in a day where society's changing a little bit. Culture's changing a little bit in this country or in our culture because here's what's happening. If the children want to get involved in it, now the parents get involved in it. Used to be parents used to lead the children. Now the children are leading the parents. You say, oh, Pastor, I don't believe it. I see it all the time. It amazes me that a mother or a father is scared to death of a three or four year old because they're going to throw a fit somewhere. By the way, if that's being done right at home, there'll be very little of that out in public. But the reason we don't do it, by the way, you need to be careful doing that out in public. And if you're going to discipline your child, it needs to be done right. It needs to be done properly. It needs to be consistently. And that's the greatest word, consistently. With a lot of effort and a lot of love. But with the same thing, I'm saying, we reach the mom and dad. Normally, the mom and dad will lead the children. Now, I know that's swaying a little bit today. If we can reach the children, a lot of times that will bring parents in. That's happened here. But wouldn't it be great? Wouldn't you think we should just make it a matter of prayer that God would help us to reach entire families? How many of y'all know a family right now? They don't darken the door anywhere on Sunday or Wednesday. Would you raise your hand? You know someone like that? Well, start praying right there. That's who we need to reach. And then pray and say, Lord, how can you help me be an influence on them? We need to pray that we can reach entire families. That couple that stopped me, like I said, I, that encouraged me. That encouraged me. That encouraged me. So let's pray that Lord will help us reach entire families. Why? Because the Lord doesn't want anyone to perish. Number three, I just wrote these down. These are simple, practical things. I'm praying that our people, Tony Baptist Church, God's people, will know and do what he wants us to do. To know and to do. Now, if you know, God will work the will in to do it. Some people have this idea that God's playing hide-and-seek with you. He's not playing hide-and-seek with you. He leads. For instance, uh, I know this seems very elementary, but when I was struggling early on in my life, you know, how do I know that I'm called to preach? And I, I spoke to a preacher one day, and he just said to me, he says, well, he asked me this question. He said, do you have a desire to do it? And I said, yeah. He said, well, more than likely, you're probably called to do it. Now, I know that's not a surefire way, but the Bible does say the man that desires the office of the bishop. I mean, I've never, I don't know about y'all, but y'all ever been to them job fairs? You know one thing I ain't never seen at a job fair? A pastor's booth. I ain't never seen it. You know why? Because it ain't a job. It's a calling. There's no doubt about it. But I'm going to be honest with you, sometimes we look at God's will like it's the most mystical thing in the world. Like, what do we do? Well, there's plenty that he has revealed to us, and we just need to start there. For instance, I'm being honest. I've thought of this because Miss Peggy was at the mission board last week with training, and you know, she's faithful here. She serves here. And I've thought about it. I, I've known people that said they've been called to the mission for. They've been called to preach. Now hold on now. I'm not being ugly. But they can't even get the basics. They ain't even faithful to church. They're not even faithful. So why would God call them? <laughs> if they ain't faithful here, Well, all of a sudden they're going to get faithful there? No, it's not how it works. To know and to do. His will. God works us both to will and to do of his good pleasure. We ought to be praying that all of us. So my question, hey, are you doing exactly, are you exactly where? We call that in the center of God's will. There is a peace there. And we need to pray. Here's why. Ephesians 6, verse 6 says this, as the servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart. From the heart. I've said this before. Um, if your heart's in it, people will know it. If your heart's not in it, people will also know it. Someone said something the other day. might have been mom. She's speaking to something. She said, oh, she said such and such. That was such a, that's done so great. And, I, and all I said as I looked at her, I said, yeah, it's because her heart's in it. I've I've realized this about things. If we have a desire to do something, we don't need 20 years of education. We don't need 20 years of training. I'm going to be honest with you. When you desire to do something, you go get it done. Amen? No doubt. We'll find out what we need to do. If our heart's in it, we'll do it. And so that's what the prayer is. As the servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart, not out of duty. By the way, you say, well, Pastor, have you ever done it out of duty? Yes, there's times. And sometimes you just got to make yourself do things. I don't always feel like doing certain things, but there's always a joy in doing certain things. But I want you to know something. The Christian life should be more out of joy, delight than duty. From the heart. Some say, I got to go to church tonight. Well, let's turn that around. Woo, I get to go to church tonight. From the heart. I get to go. Hey, I get to go and get on that hot bus. With no air conditioner in it. Y'all been riding in vans? That's good. It's been hot. It's good. And, uh, but uh, that God's people will know and do his will. And then Hebrews chapter 10 verse 9, I said to you, and then I come to do thy will, O God. So we need to pray that our people, you, me, our church, we will... Know and do what God wants us to do. And then here, here's one. I just wrote these down. I, I'm going to be honest. I think we need to pray that the blessings of God is upon us. Psalm 3.8 says this. Salvation belongs unto the Lord. Thy blessing is upon thy people. And I'm going to tell you all something right now. There is something about that. That when God blesses something. It's. it's, uh, it's you can't really. Describe it. Sometimes it's the most simple things. Now, look here. I'm, I'm being as respectful as could be because I'm going to tell you. Even when I say his name, and I, I only say that because. But you know, Dr. Lee Robertson has been so loved and admired by so many of our people by this area, but around the world. But what happened there and with him was a miracle. Most of it was just because of his life, but but if you would trace that thing down. Now look here, he was a great pulpiteer, but I'm going to tell y'all something right now. His messages were as simple as simple could be. They were 20, 25 minutes, and I mean, I heard him so much at Crown College, I had pretty much knew what he was going to say before he started to say it. Some of his famous phrases. And he said them all through his life. Die to self. Die to self. Believe God. Have faith in God. Have faith in God. Die to self. Those are the two things I remember. He preached. The the day I graduated. He preached our uh, uh, graduating ceremony. And I can tell you the name of the message. How to be a champion for God. He preached out of... Out of uh, 1 Samuel when uh, David defeated Goliath. But you know what his points were? Have faith in God. Have faith in God. I mean, it was there. I wrote it down. I looked at it the other day. Have faith in God. I've heard that point in his messages many, many times and so have you. Have faith in God. You know what the other one was? Die to self. Die to self. Die to self. And and listen, we say, man, but I'm going to tell you something. What was the difference there? What was the difference? I'm going to tell you what the difference was. You couldn't explain it. But God's blessing and hand was upon him and that ministry down there. There is no other explanation for it. Period. And that's like that all around the world and every ministry from past till now. God's hand's got to be on it. There's got to be blessings there from God. The favor of God. He gives favor. And here's what he does. He gives favor with people. Could you imagine having favor from God and with people? There's a difference there that's something we can't work up. That's not something, oh, I'll tell you what, I'm going to wake up today, I'm going to have favor with people. No, God gives favor with him. He puts the blessings to give favor with people. You ever thought maybe, say, so, oh, I'm really wanting to prosper in my work. I'm really wanting to get promoted. I really need some, uh, you know, I need more money or I need more benefits. Have you ever thought praying and living the kind of life of being the kind of employee and leaving that up to God and ask God for his blessings? And I promise you, when God blesses, he'll prosper you. That's not always financially, but I'm just telling you when God's blessing is upon a place, it is indis- You can't even define it and you can't describe it. Miracles take place. Things that you can't explain takes place. And only person we can trace it to is God himself and His blessing. I hope you'll pray with me about that, that the blessing of the Lord will be upon us. This ministry, salvation belongeth unto the Lord, thy blessing upon thy people. Can we make that a prayer blessing upon our people or would you please bless the Tony Baptist Church? Would you please bless it with your power? Would you bless the bus fish? Would you bless the nursery? Would you bless kids for Christ? Would you bless the children's church ministry? Would you bless the blessing from the valley a podcast? Hey, would you bless these things? God's blessing upon it. Would you pray? Bless our missionaries. The blessing of the Lord will be upon us in our ministries. Now, here's another one. And I just wrote this because we got people going through it right now. Pray with me with this. That the Lord will deliver those that are going through trials and difficulties. Now, that's what a prayer sheet's for. And by the way, I hope that you take your prayer sheet throughout the week and you're praying through it and for it because it changes each week. There's folks that are going through some medical problems. There's people that are going through physical problems. There's people that are going through mental struggles. There's people that are going through the loss, like Brother Cobby prayed. The death angel has come. Now I want to say this: Miss Gloria has not joined the church. I, I do know this. I, I know that she had talked. They had talked to a couple of people. They were planning on joining the church. There's no need for Brother Tim to join it now. Amen. But I thought about this. You know, she was strong. And I, I'll share this with you. I don't think she'd mind it. I shared it. At the, you know, when I walked in there to take what the church had brought, got for the family, I got in there early on Saturday. And she was already there. And Robin was already there. And I went up. I went up and greeted them, hugged both of them. And, and here's what Robin said to me. Now, this is before the thing started. She looked at me. She said, Pastor, she said, I want people here to know that I have something different. She said, I'm dying inside. I'm hurting. I've lost my, my, my soulmate, my life's mate, my, my best friend, I miss him like crazy. But she said, I want people to know that Jesus is real to me and helping me. She said that. And I'm going to tell you all, I was there at the funeral. There was a testimony that she had something different. And I seen her yesterday at the burial. And I'm going to tell you right now, she had something different. We talked over in the hall and in the, in the gym facility just for a short time yesterday. She had a couple of questions. But do you know what I know? You know, you know what we know. You know what you know. Now look, she's, she's going home to an empty place. She's going to have some real rough days. Probably had a real rough one today. She probably had a real rough one today. We ought to pray for her. We ought to pray for Robin. Her whole immediate family is in heaven. She's the last one. We need to pray. Not just because of death things, but there's people. We have folks right here. Miss Betty's been struggling for some time with leukemia. Fighting it. Well, she's tougher, she's tougher than a pine knot. I'm just glad she don't look like one. Amen? And she can't stand not being at church. And there's been many days, I'm sure, she's drugged herself in here just to get here. But we need to be praying for folks that are going through things. Look, we've got other things going on. And look, I know you're not privy to everything, but I'm telling you, you know enough. I'm thinking about Miss Linda. We need to pray for her. I'm thinking about just Brother Jim's over there. He's out probably for four weeks or so. and You know Jim Beeler. He's as active as anybody's active. We need to pray. We've got folks that are going through health problems, different things. And we need to pray for those uh, we've got some personal things in our life that I would appreciate you praying about. Daniel chapter 3, verse 17. Our God whom we serve is able to deliver us. Second Corinthians chapter 1, verse 10. Who delivered us from so great a death and doth deliver and whom we trust that he will yet deliver us. So we ought to be praying for our church family as they're going through trials and trouble. I hope and pray that you and I will not be so selfish that we only see ourselves. We only see what we're going through. We only see what's paining us. We only see what's bothering us. I tell you, those things that we burden are much lighter when we realize other people are hurting too. What was it? There was a lady in the church, she always went and complained to the pastor. She's always complaining about something. And he said, hey, look, he said, i tell you what. He said, "Uh, I can help you. She said, really? He said, yeah, I can help you. He said, I can can make things seem better. She said, oh, how? He said, all right. He said, I'll tell you what. He said, you meet me at the church at 10 o'clock tomorrow. And he said, my wife and I will take you somewhere. And I guarantee you that you're going to get to feeling better about yourself. Well, immediately she thought, all right, everything's going to be fine. Man, the pastor's got the answer to this thing. He's going to take away all my problems. He's going to take away all my discouragement, all the things I'm dealing with. he said, all right. They got there at 10 o'clock. They got in the car and they drove down to the hospital. They walked down the cancer ward and there laid a man laying there in the bed. And he's sitting there getting ready to die. And his little old precious wife standing there beside him holding his hand. And they're trusting God. He had prayer with them. Then they go on down the road, down on, down on the little pediatric ward. And there's a little boy down there. It's got third degree burns all over his body. And there's those two parents hovering over that little baby asking, why, Lord? Why our child? And he said, oh, wait a minute. We got one more stop. I just got a call this morning. I'm going to go visit. We're going to go visit a little widow lady now because her husband just passed this morning. So he went and took the wife, the, the little old lady and dropped her off at the church. She said, how you feeling now? She said, better. said, I wonder why. Well, she said, I figure the way it looks, I don't have as bad as I thought I did. See, that's why ministry is so important. If we get so self-centered, we're going to be the most miserable people in the world because the whole world revolves around us. And I'm going to tell you what, ministry is good because you're touched by the troubles and the struggles of others to realize maybe you just don't have it so bad. And so it'll motivate us it, to pray for others. Oh, I know it's easy for us to pray for ourselves. But I pray that we'll be a church that will pray for those amongst us that are going through trouble and trials and heartaches. That we'll lift them up in prayer. Then as I close, I think this is kind of a selfish prayer, but nonetheless. I don't know if y'all will agree with this prayer. Maybe you will, maybe you won't. But I'm just going to tell you right now, I think we ought ought to pray that the Lord Jesus gets it down here really, really fast. Now, y'all might just think I'm being super spiritual right now, but I'm really not. I- I'm going to tell y'all right now, I don't want to die tomorrow. But looking at that and looking at what we got to deal with, that's a whole lot better. Well, I'm glad I'm the only one that thinks so. That's what amazes me about Christians, boy. We talk- oh, uh, what a day that will be with my Jesus. Boy, we sing that out. What a day that will be when my Jesus I shall see. When I look upon his face, the one who saved me by his grace. When he takes me by the hand and leads me through the promised land. What a day, wonderful day. Just not today, God. I mean, we talk about how wonderful heaven is, but it's amazing to me. I ain't met a Christian yet that's ready to go. Right? How many of y'all want to keep living? Are y'all alive, period, tonight? Y'all just jump right in. Let's try it now. How many of y'all alive tonight? All right, let's try We're going to try. All right. This is not a fake question. Just, just spit it right out, whatever you feel. How many of you are, uh, you, you want to live? Yeah, we all want to live. All want to live. Hey, if I get diagnosed with cancer tomorrow, I'm going to do everything I can to stay here. Amen? Within reason. But how many of y'all ready to die? And I don't mean you want to die right now, but at least you're ready. You know Jesus. You're ready. But I want to tell y'all something right now. It ain't that bad. I said this, and I mean it. I'm a little jealous of Tim Fowler. I really am. I mean, could you imagine waking up? No more sin. No more ambulances. No more cancer. Not getting up and feeling bad. Praise God, I'll tell you one thing Tim Ballard can do. He can smell all the splendors of glory. And at that marriage supper of the Lamb, we're all going to be able to taste and smell, praise God. And y'all know what the Lord Jesus is going to serve up there at the marriage supper of the Lamb. Good old chicken. The Baptist bird, right? But I'm going to tell you all right now, I think we ought to pray. Because y'all look here, this stuff with China, that looks like a mess. I don't know if we'll have a country in two years. I'm telling you. You say, well, what are you going to do? Well, we need to vote right. But even more than that, I'm going to tell you all right now. It's all going to be all right if you're saved. You know why? Because here after a while, he's going to step down on that cloud. And that trump is going to sound. And I'm going to tell you all what's happening. Uh, we're going to get on up out of here. And I don't know about y'all. It wouldn't bother me too bad if he come tomorrow. What do y'all think? So pastor, I'm not going to pray for that. Well. The Bible commands us to, Revelation chapter twenty two twenty 20 says this, even so come, Lord Jesus. That's a prayer. You ever prayed that before? Boy, I have. When you're in them real dark nights, you say, Lord, would you just come back? Y'all know what I'm talking about. Lord, would you just, I can't see getting out of this. I can't see anything through this night. Lord, would you just, I don't want to deal with it tomorrow. Lord, would you just come back? Even so come, Lord Jesus. I think that's a good prayer. So let's pray for one another. Now as I was preaching. And I, was, I just wrote those things down. Did y'all come up with any? That's your homework tonight. The Bible says that God forbid that I sin for ceasing to pray for you. In James chapter 5 he closes that. Gives a command. Pray for one another. We're to pray for one another. I don't think they're going to mind this. But you know what? I hope y'all don't mind, but you know the morning stars, they've been coming here, fine young couple. They're faced with one of the greatest decisions they'll ever face. He's, he's from up north, she's from down south, amen? And they're trying to find the will of God where they should put their life and influence in a church. And that's a big decision, isn't it? Let's pray for them. God give them clear direction. You might think of something else we can pray for tonight. But let's pray one for another. Let's be people to pray. Pray for that couple. I, I For some reason, I believe I'm going to see them. Because you know, normally when someone says, Oh, we'll see you later. No, no, no. She, They drove. I walked all the way across the field to get to my truck. And these people come all the way around the wrong way. The completely opposite. Just to intersect me. And I can tell by both of their their, their Countenances, And especially when she looked at me, she said, it's going to be good to see you real soon. Listen, I don't know their names. Let's pray. God has sent them this way. Be a help and encouragement to them. Brandon, and the, he said, hey, so I need to get back there. Let's pray for Brandon. So theres we need to pray for one another, that God will help us reach families. But what, what are some things maybe as I was preaching, you say, hey, these are some things I need to pray for. Personal, for someone, somebody, something. Well, you certainly want, don't want to sin against someone or sin against the Lord because you've ceased to pray for somebody. And praying for your church family is a give me. You know, a lot of times while I'm driving, here's one little way I do it. I do it by pews because I know where all y'all sit, you know. So a lot of times I'll go through my mind as I'm driving, you know, I'll be looking through the seats and I'm thinking, and you know, since COVID, some of that's changed, but most of you sit in the same place. And I just go through there and boy, I just pray. I said, would you bless so-and-so? Would you help so? But again, a prayer sheet's better to do it. Write it down, make sure. But nonetheless, let's pray for one another. How many of y'all are thankful that you know someone has prayed for you? Let's pray for one another. Simple, practical message, but I pray God will use it to stir our hearts. To be people of prayer. Prayer is just as big as God is big. Prayer is just as strong as God is strong. Prayer can reach as far as God can reach. Don't ever give up. Just pray. Let's stand to our feet as we close tonight. And let's do that. Let's just close in prayer tonight. Would you pray with me? And maybe God's put something on your heart tonight. Let's pray and ask God. Let's pray for one another. Heavenly Father, we come to you. We thank you that you are a God that wants us to pray. You want us to talk to you. You want us to come with our petitions and our burdens. And Lord, I'm thankful that we have the opportunity to have effectual prayer. uh, That it availeth much. It works. And Lord, we know we need to do it in faith believing. Coming to you knowing that you're able to do abundantly above all that we ask or think. We trust you. We know that you're able. And so, Lord, we've just given a few little lists of things collectively as a church that we could pray for. But Lord, maybe you put on the heart of mind, the heart and mind of some of these dear precious thing people tonight, something that you want them to bathe in prayer. Lord, I pray you'll stir all of us to prayer. Help us to trust you and pray instead of fainting and getting weak. So, Lord, I pray you'll take this little message, work in our hearts in a very special way. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Have a great night. Pray as I travel Friday. Be back Saturday.